This is the John Favreau is My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Hi, it's Babs. Hey, it's Babs. <laughs> and here is my cookie salad recipe. <laughs> First, you take fudge cookies and you smash them up. And then you add a ton of cool whip. <laughs> and then you've got it. Reduced fat if you're watching your calories. Exactly. Thank you, Babs. <laughs> That's been your cookie salad with Babs. <laughs> <laughs> I just introduced Monica to uh, one of my favorite Instagram accounts, which is this wonderful woman named Babs. Shout <laughs> out, Babs. She, she opens, starts every video with, hi, it's Babs. Hi, it's Babs. Honestly, shout out Babs. Shout out Babs. Hope you're a listener. Probably you made not. my night. Long time, first time caller, long time listener. How are you doing, Monica? Honestly, not well. Not well, Jessica. Well, buck up, soldier. Oh, that's, I'm literally here, aren't I? Aren't I? I'm you here. Are. I'm here. Are you? Are you present? My. Are you present? Is that what you're going to grad school? <laughs> <laughs> to like ask if I'm present? But are you with us? <laughs> I would. I, I don't want you as my therapist. I want it on record uh, in the public domain that I never want you as my therapist. Okay. Well, good thing they're not assigned usually. <laughs> uh, anyway, part of the reason why I'm feeling... <laughs> Good job, Carrie. Knock over Papa's PS PS Five controller. Good job. Good dog. Good dog. <laughs> Fight the patriarchy one controller at a time. <laughs> uh, the reason why I feel like utter garbage and shit fire is because I got the Moderna booster shot yesterday. Yeah, I woke up with a fucking fever. I had like the chills last night. It was so cold. I was shaking like a leaf. Like a leaf. Like a leaf. I was like shaking. A leaf. Uh, I had body aches. My ass hurt. <laughs> <laughs> she accidentally FaceTimed me. It was great fun. I, but the thing is, I didn't FaceTime you. Who, then who did? God? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I think you were the last person that I had FaceTimed. Yeah. So you clicked it. And so it got clicked on accident. And By I, you somehow. Well, I thought that Carrie had, was looking at my Instagram stories. <laughs> But in actuality, it was FaceTime. It was me through the phone going, hello? And I was like, what? <laughs> Why is Jessica under my blanket? And I was like, Jessica, you rang? <laughs> she, in fact, did not ring. And anyway. She rang me. Uh, Yeah. Booster. Not great. Not great. I'm boosted, though, which is the important part of it all. That is exciting. It's exciting. It's exciting because it's it's one step closer to not being in this hellhole that is the, the pandemic. Yeah. Truth. Pandemic. Pandemic. I have my booster um next week. Dude, I pray for you. I mean, I didn't really feel much from the first two, so we'll see. You're just a lucky bastard. I am. I am quite lucky, aren't I? Unfortunately. <laughs> Fortunately. Unfortunately. Fortunately for me. What's that? What is that line from Chicken Run? Where the, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where the chicken is like, um, the chickens have, have flown the coop. Or no, the chickens, the chickens are revolting. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that what I made you think of? I'm so glad. The chickens are revolting. The chickens are revolting. And then someone says like, finally. Or like cheese grommet, cheese grommet. <laughs> yes, I know that they're not the same movie. Don't come for me. They're basically the same. They're movie. Ba- they're the made. They're made by the same person, right? They are. Yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. The claymation styles. The, the same. claymation folks. Have you seen those memes of Tony Collette? <laughs> I didn't until just now. So, uh, for the <laughs> listeners, I showed Jessica these memes of Tony Collette going through something that is called. The internet is calling yossification. <laughs> uh, and in this meme, Tony Collette has been yossified. Specifically her face in hereditary. Where she's screaming into the camera. Like she's fucking like mouth agape, eyes wild. She's sweating. Mm-hmm. It's it's the scene where her husband gets on fire. Gets on fire. <laughs> It's the scene. <laughs> it's the scene where her husband happens to 
<laughs> happens to you know that sounds like like how tiktok language does like you can't say die or kill they'd be like they get unalived <laughs> can you really not say die or kill on tiktok i don't think you can like you you can't write the text because ugh, something like that because it's like a uh, it's a finicky app. Yeah, I think it could trigger it and then get your video taken down. Some shit like that. I don't know anything about TikTok. TikTok. Is I just know a lot of people don't say like the word kill. Kill like so if they're talking about like kill Bill, what do they say? Like unlive, unalive Bill? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what they say. Ha- Bill who hath passeth away. Volume one. Volume one. <laughs> Bill who hath passed away. Volume two. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, if you if you have the time in your day, I would highly recommend looking up the ossification of Tony. Collette. It was pretty good. It did it's, not disappoint. It's there, pretty fucking. And you good. can find other ones when you Google it. There are other ones like they made the conjuring into the contouring. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. It's this meme or like this trend or honestly whatever you want to call it, where you take a celebrity picture and you put it through the Facetune app and like like smash it into a filter <laughs> and like out pops this insane like glammed photo of them <laughs> where they look actually ridiculous the tony collette one like she just looks like an instagram baddie yeah but she does the rest of them look like weird ghouls yeah she looks like an instagram baddie it's so confusing <laughs> she looks like uh um like a, a mixture of like Haley Bieber and that one woman who is like fr- or used to be friends or is friends with Kylie Jenner. Oh, yes. You know who I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, but I don't know her name. I don't know her name either, but she's blonde. Right. <laughs> she blonde. She blonde. She blonde and she bad. <laughs> she bad and she blonde. Uh, anyway, that's how I am. Long story short, that's how I am. Okay, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> How are you, Jessica? Oh, I'm doing just fine. I haven't gotten my booster yet, so oh, I'm still hanging in there. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, it'll be next week. It'll be this time next week when you're writhing in pain. No, it'll be on Monday. Okay, it'll be Monday of next week when you're writhing in pain. <laughs> yes, yes. And we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now back to the show. So Monica, who are we talking about this week? Well, we're talking about someone very special this week. Yeah. Very, very hip, very now, Muy very with importante. the kids. Muy importante. Si. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> we're talking about the one and only Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Bale. Tell me about him, Monica. I shout. Christian Charles Philip. Bale. Wow, that's is, so English. I know. <laughs> and, and we'll and we'll get to that in just right. a second. Is an English actor. Oh, there it is. It all ties together, baby. <laughs> Full circle Full snake circle. eating its own head. It's all there. <laughs> Known for his versatility and recurring physical transformations to play his roles, he has been a leading man in films of several genres. Daddy Bale is the recipient of various accolades, including <laughs> An Academy Award and not one but two Golden two. Globe Awards. Ah! <sighs> Bale is known for many things, one of which is being a large bat with a lot of money. <laughs> wow! Who knew a zoonotic virus carrying animal man could hold so much power in Hollywood? Not me, yet there he is, <laughs> looking down upon us from his gargoyle, his black cape billowing in the wind. <laughs> Christian Bale was also technically born in Wales, but renounces his Welshness. <laughs> but renounces his Welshness in favor of being an Englishman, though you could never tell based on his accent. Literally, what is his accent? 
<laughs> and you know he's also the real life daddy to do children wow what an in- unhinged bio very unhinged <laughs> well done you know what he's an unhinged man <laughs> this is true he has some unhinged qualities he has some all or nothing issues baby <laughs> He's of the all or nothing, like work hard, play hard mentality. Which is hilarious because you just told us a few minutes ago that he was like, no, I didn't really want to be an actor, but then other people told me to. Oh, yeah. So I said, all right. And I did it. Yeah. So that's literally a direct quote from Christian Bale is someone asked him once like, oh, you know, how did you get into acting? And he was like, well, you know, I didn't really like it. It didn't really seem appealing to me. However, others thought I should do it. So I did it. Oi. Oi. Oi, Kaylee. <laughs> Which is insane because he is one of the best actors of our time. Oh, 100%. And he's like a miniature Daniel Day Lewis. That's the thing, though. He's been in so much more than Daniel Day Lewis. That's has really. Been in. That's. Honestly, most people have been. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis is obviously incredible and we will do an episode on him eventually. But like the man does so few things because of how in it he is. Christian Bale's just like, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it all, baby. Yeah, baby. In the same year, I'm going to do a movie where I'm skinty and then a movie where I'm not skinty, baby. Yeah, I can baby. do it all. <laughs> the man loves to change his body. Adi, adi. <laughs> stop i'm ending this podcast right stop it babs (laughs) hi it's babs okay well i'm going to tell you about our first film monica oh what is our first first film it's obviously american psycho came out in 2000 directed by mary heron screenplay by mary heron and guinevere turner based on brett easton ellis's 1991 novel american psycho A wealthy New York City investment banking executive, Patrick Bateman, played by Christian Bale, hides his alternate psychopathic ego from his coworkers and friends as he delves deeper into his violent hedonistic fantasies. This movie is a mind fuck. It really is. (laughs) Jessica and I watched it together and it was one of the most confusing uh, experiences of my life. Um, I've seen I've seen American Psycho before. Me too. I've seen it quite a few times before, but never trying to like pay attention to it for like a podcast, right? Obviously, yeah. Um, and this time around, it was just there was so much in it that made me so confused. Uh, with good reason i mean that's like the point of the movie right the point of the movie is to confuse you because you don't know whether or not he imagined any of it or whether or not it actually happened um but yeah so if i had to give this movie one word it would be confusing (laughs) i think when you watch a movie like this you just kind of have to like surrender to the to the filmmakers and to the actors um which is fun particularly in this movie because christian bale is such a fun person to surrender to even though he's a murderer in this movie (laughs) yes you're like i don't want to believe that you're doing this but like you act like you're so in control and so smart so you must be doing it right so i must trust you it's a very weird case of like him being the epitome of an unreliable narrator and you know that from the beginning like they don't tell you at the beginning that not everything is adding up, but like you can kind of get an idea that he, that his ego is driving everything rather than reality. Yeah. But you're still, you're still like, I trust you with my life, even though you are so unreliable. You're so untrustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to think of, think of this movie as like every woman's like worst nightmare. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His apartment is trash. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his apartment is really nice well, that, if you're... Yeah. His apartment is really nice in like a sterile way. In the 80s, that was like the success. His yeah. apartment was the marker of success. It was like this really nice apartment, and but it's all like hard lines and like really... It's all white. It's all masculine. It's yeah. like, here's my stainless steel kitchen. I like that his apartment is every woman's worst nightmare and not the murderer part of all of no, this. No, no, no. Also the murderer part. <laughs> like his entire persona <laughs> is like the opposite of what makes a woman feel safe right yes <laughs> like he is gen- like if i saw him on the street i would quite literally cross to the other side of the street yeah because he's so like he's predatory he's predatory and his like 
every emotion that he has is so exaggerated, particularly happiness. And it's so just like garish and terrifying. Like he, Christian Bale really commits to the caricature aspect of this, but like in, in the sense that like he literally looks and sounds like a caricature, but you know that he doesn't think of himself that way. And mm-hmm. then you're terrified because of that, because anyone who actually buys their own, their own bullshit, their own bullshit that much is to be feared. Exactly. <laughs> um, as I was watching this movie, I was thinking about uh, Christian Bale's performance and um, my, my all time lover, Jim Carrey. Yes. Uh, yes. He, he has a lot of qualities in this movie that are, to your point, like caricaturish, cartoonish, mm-hmm. garish, like these like kind of like buggy eyed, like big smile qualities that reminded me a lot of like like Jim Carrey's yeah. characterization in a lot of his own films. And um, it's kind of cool to see that and to see it pop up in American Psycho. Like I don't, I genuinely don't care what anyone says. I think Jim Carrey has, has a chokehold on Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And on a lot of actors, when they think over the top, they think, they think Jim Carrey. I mean, even the way he sounds, he sounds like Jim Carrey. A hundred percent. And I think like when you're trying to, and, and this kind of lends to how successful Christian Bale's performance is and how successful the movie is as a whole is when you're trying to act like a likable man, uh-huh. <laughs> act like Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to like pretend to be a likable human being, right. or like a human, a, a funny man, or a nice man in society, mm-hmm. it makes sense to act like a cartoon character. It makes sense right. to act like Jim Carrey with these big smiles, with these big eyes, with these like insane gestures and right. these insane laughs. Like ah. ah, ah. <laughs> Like, of course, of course. And in my mind, I'm like, it's genius. Yeah, like, no, it, it really, is, really is. It is literally fucking genius. And the reason why it's so successful is because I think he really is embracing the comedy behind the role. Like yes. American Psycho is horrific, but it's also hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's also hilariable. <laughs> because <laughs> all Patrick Bateman does is laugh at himself, but not in like a, like a, like aren't I silly way, but like you should be getting joy out of what I'm telling you. (laughs) And like, that's why he laughs and it's fucking hilarious. And he is so delighted by his own ego and his own antics. And he like, it like it really is his whole performance. And like this whole movie is just really evidence of like self-indulgence and ego because he is just this massive asshole with entitlement issues. Mm -hmm. So entitled to the point where he constructs a false narrative about being a serial killer. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I think it's, it's not just about entitlement though. I think it, it also is about like insecurity. Oh yes. And like a lack of confidence. Right. Um, there's obviously the infamous uh, business card scene where, where he, everyone is like laying their, their all their business cards out, out on the table. Mm-hmm. To me, they all look the same. To them, they all look like vastly different. Yeah, and someone's is better than the others. Yeah, and like Paul Allen's is like the best uh-huh. because it's like raised lettering and like fucking the card stock is like the card stock from paper source is like really good. Mm-hmm. And like the other card stock is like not as good or whatever. And uh the way that Christian Bale like crumbles in that scene is beautiful and yeah. it look it, it really like it really encompasses the insecurity of the character mm-hmm. who is like a business card is going to send him into a spiral, into a deep, deep spiral, into a place that he can't really get out of and where this like darkness manifests and this darkness like bubbles and like boils and eventually like results in this like backwards fantasy and or actuality where he is murdering, killing, robbing, people of all of all shapes of all sizes eventually a cat (laughs) yeah eventually a literal cat um but yeah a lot of it to your point like comes from his ego comes from him feeling like incredibly insecure and not wanting anyone to think any less of him a lot of it is like a, a big like you know big dick competition like yeah who has the biggest of all these dicks 
Yeah. And he he wants it to be him. <laughs> he wants the biggest dick. He wants the biggest dick. <laughs> he wants his urine stream to be even. Ew. <laughs> You know, isn't that like what? Isn't that how they call it? A, like a pissing, a pissing condoms? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He wants his urine stream to be even and <laughs> yeah. and powerful. It's just so gross to think even about. and powerful, baby. <laughs> even and powerful. I mean, it really is like the ultimate. Like, like what is at the intersection of insecurity and control? Mm. And it is like this Patrick Bateman esque character because the the novel, the story in general, is brilliant in addressing like this very 80s slash 90s but honestly like still true and relevant in some like demographics today of like when you reach the top you are eventually anonymous like all of these men are super successful and have so much but also do they have anything because they are not different from each other whatsoever and when Patrick Bateman starts realizing that that he has like no identity outside of his group of people he starts freaking out and then he has to go to the lengths of like either pretending like constructing this narrative or actually becoming a serial killer in order to stand out. And that like, it, it's just a lot of commentary about like America and our class system and, and wall street and wall street and like rising through the ranks and like our work ethic here and things like that. Like it, it really is brilliant. And I think Christian Bale does such a good job because like you said, when he has those moments where he like feels fear or realizes his own insecurities, it's really terrifying as a viewer because he like, it almost looks like he's like short circuiting. And it's great. It's so, it's so rewarding, especially like towards the end where he does actually start unraveling and spiraling oh, yeah. and like losing his shit. Mm -hmm. And he's like sweating and laughing maniacally. He sweats so much in this movie. Oh, it's so good though. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I love how Christian Bale, and not just in this movie, in quite frankly, all of his movies, mm -hmm. and it's what he's obviously like most known for. Right. But I love how he uses his body mm -hmm. as like a separate character from himself. Yeah. It is, I, honestly, it is magical to watch. He has this like fitness about his body where he kind of like leads with it or he hides behind it. Right. So in this case, in American Psycho, he really hides behind his own body because underneath like the seemingly perfect exterior is this like raging animal essentially mm -hmm. and this like unfeeling cold stoned bitch that he genuinely cannot let anyone see out of fear of i don't know jail time <laughs> the electric chair <laughs> um and you know him keeping his body up right, right? All of those skincare regimens in the beginning, which, you know, we love a skincare king. And Christian Bale apparently said that he followed his, like, Patrick Bateman's morning routine during filming. Iconic. And I was like, that's insane. We stand. That's the longest skincare routine. The only thing that is funny, though, is like while we were watching it and he says things like, and I use a facial scrub and he pours something that's like very clearly just liquid in his it's hands. It's just liquid. And I'm like, that's not a scrub, honey. Nobody paid attention to this. There are no, there are no like scrubbing agents in there. In no, there. I mean, unless it's a chemical exfoliant, but then that's what you got to call it. Then call it a chemical exfoliant. <laughs> then call it like AHA, BHA. Like what the fuck are you doing? Welcome to our skincare podcast. Thank you. Glycolic acid. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love that he uses his body in this movie so much. Mm -hmm. Every little thing that he does to appear more human. Right. <laughs> honestly backfires on him. Yes. It looks worse. Because it looks worse. <laughs> For example, right. When he is inviting the sex workers over to his apartment mm -hmm. to, you know, have sex. Right. Um, the way that he has sex with these women is so unbelievably cartoonish yes and like hercules macho man uh -huh. that would not translate to real human person having sex no he's literally like thrusting into this girl staring into a mirror like and like with his arm with his up biceps. And, flexed, and like pointing at himself in the mirror and like, being like yeah <laughs> It's fucking that, ridiculous. That looks like a man. A man who can. <laughs> Ew. It's just ridiculous. Uh, 
it's insane but the thing is is like it's so fucking fun to watch and like you're watch, like i said you're watching him do horrible horrible things horrific things but you're just like okay what are you gonna do next and like should we trust you so in 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 one of the final scenes when he is finally like breaking down and he calls his lawyer mm-hmm. to tell him that he killed all these people he's like right. i killed like 20 maybe 30 maybe 40 people i don't know i killed a lot of people man oh it's such a good scene then he starts laughing it is such a good scene because that is him completely breaking down Mm -hmm. all of his barriers and finally being honest with someone about like who he actually is on the inside which results in like a scared little boy Mm -hmm. uh crying sobbing like essentially wanting someone to take all of his problems away from him which is the opposite of how he presents himself to the rest of the world being a really confident man being someone who can handle everything on his own it's just so interesting to watch him break down in that scene and like christian bale the way that he handles that scene is so good and yes he is very sweaty in that scene he's sweaty and dripping so much of this movie he like (laughs) there's so much condensation the condensation condensation (laughs) there's so much condensation happening on this man so much throughout this entire it's almost it it is its own character at this point well and then even after that when he like meets up with his co-workers slash friends the next day and no one he's like how am i not arrested yet how is nobody talking about this Mm -hmm. and it's because you're either led to believe that like either nobody believes him because it is so ridiculous or none of it happened in my opinion none of it happened or like maybe he killed one person but the rest of it didn't happen but just because there are so many logical things that point to it not being possible it's true um it's true but yeah and his reaction towards that at the end of people like not necessarily knowing what's going on he's just like are you fucking kidding me i can get away with this (laughs) And like besides You're the, all insane. Besides the point whether or not he actually is getting away with anything, it's the sheer fact that he's like stunned at the fact that he can get away with this kind of stuff. Yeah, that no one's paying attention. Because he really shouldn't be stunned. Because he's a cis white man in America. Correct. <laughs> On Wall Street. An investment banker. He can get away with anything. Correct. And also <laughs> he's one of like a thousand. They all look the same. They all look the same. And they all act the same. And mm-hmm. they all the, they all have the same apartment with the same interior designer. With the same <laughs> Well, except for Paul Allen's apartment, which is apparently nicer, but it's it does apparently not look nicer, nicer. But it doesn't it, I guess it's homier. I just I think it's a difference between like what we think of interior design now and then because like patrick bateman's apartment was very sparse and i'm like the other guys is like i guess more lush but it's you not lush <laughs> but it's not like nicer it's not nicer it was also smaller i'm so it confused. looks smaller to, to me at least whatever yeah. continuity errors all over the place someone explain themselves explain yourself scripty Oh. <laughs> uh, American Psycho, 10 out of 10. It was American Psycho. It was so good. Such a delight. It's always so good. Also, by the way, before we wrap up this section, is uh, there is an American Psycho 2. Starring Mila Kunis. Starring Mila Kunis. We watched the full trailer. It's as awful as you think it it is. It looks horrific. Yeah. Please go watch the trailer. Please. Please. It'll make your day. Monica, what is the next film? Oh, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> this is the one you have so many thoughts I have about. So many thoughts about this movie. Uh, let me just talk. Let me just tell you what it is. Let me tell you about it, and then uh, let me give you my honest, honest thoughts. Okay. The Prestige, we oui. or the Prestige <laughs> came out in two thousand six, written by Christopher and Jonathan Nolan. Obviously directed by christopher nolan he just never stops based on the novel by christopher priest after a tragic accident two stage magicians played by hugh jackman and christian bale in 1890s london engage in a battle to create the ultimate illusion while sacrificing everything they have to outwit each other what a film jesus fuck okay let's get your opinions out of the way number one (laughs) what is magic (laughs) 
<laughs> Can someone explain it to me? Because someone. they always say it's about misdirection. So I don't look where they're misdirecting you to and I still don't see it. I don't get it. I don't but get it. But then again, Michael Caine says at the beginning Michael that Caine. you can't see it because you aren't really looking. Exactly. So, but I don't know how to really look. I once <laughs> saw Ruby the size of a tangerine. <laughs> Oi. Some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> oh my lord. Anyway, point is, what the fuck is magic? I don't get it. I'm not a magic person. I don't like magicians. I don't get them. Okay. I don't get what they're trying to do. I don't well, get they're what they're trying to do magic. I don't get what they're trying to accomplish. In case that wasn't obvious. What is your goal, magician? Ma- magic. What is your goal? It's, I would, again, may I just say magic. But what is magic? <laughs> mm, that exactly. is the that is the question of the film because it's not actually magic well, no it's like trickery yeah <laughs> but some of it it's you're like, just really like how how are you doing this? right but it's like deception yeah yeah that's really it's a bunch what of it lies. is it's a bunch of lies i mean so are movies though if you really want to get into it right but that's not no one thinks that movies are real movies are fake well <laughs> <laughs> guys guys movies fake <laughs> In case, in case you didn't know. Magic, also fake. Magic isn't real. It's really just deception, trickery, and illusions. R- correct. That's yes. my number Smoke one and mitas. That's literally what it is. Magic isn't real. Okay. So right off the bat, I just want to, I just want to point that out. Going into this movie, I had seen it quite a few times before. Okay, this it's was my first time. One of my siblings' favorite movies. It's, uh, Aaron's it's one of Aaron's favorite movies he really loves this movie mm-hmm. um I've only ever seen it like all the way through a few times I've definitely fallen asleep to it multiple times <laughs> in my lifetime it is what it is um and most recently I watched this movie and I realized something about this movie and that is that number one I don't think I have that much more patience for Hugh Jackman <laughs> Like in life? Like in life. I mean, I'm not a big Hugh Jackman fan. Maybe someone will get mad at me about that, but <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't know. Something about him. Is I just, think he's fine. Something about him is rubbing me the wrong way lately. And that's my own personal journey that I have to take on with Mr. Huge Jacked Man. It is what it is. Um, but Christian Bale in this movie, I think, I think this movie is such a spectacle yes. that I almost feel like anyone's performance in this movie is overshadowed by the movie itself. I would agree with that. Uh, because there's just so much fucking going on. There's also so much nonsense. By the way, if you at all care about the twist or like the plot twist in this oh, movie. yeah, turn this off. Turn this off. Because and I will say it's a good twist. It's a good twist, but turn it off. So the nonsense that happens in this movie, I think almost overshadows Christian Bale's incredible mm-hmm. performance and Hugh Jackman's performance. Um, because I just feel like there's so much trickery happening that it is almost a double mind fuck where you're like, oh my God, what the fuck is going on? Well, first of all, first of all, okay. they're already magicians. Correct. They're already people who like trick people for a living. Yes. For money. Right. For doubloons. Two gold doubloons. Two gold doubloons. <laughs> A-E-I-O-U. <laughs> uh, they're already magicians. And then there's the added element of their rivalry. Yes. There's the added element of this fucking like journal book that Hugh Jackman keeps reading off of yeah. that belonged to Christian Bale's character. Yeah. And you come to find out that that fucking book is like fake. <laughs> yeah. And Christian Bale actually has a twin. Yeah. And the twin just looks exactly like him. As twins do. As twins do. (laughs) And magic is, but magic is real. But magic is science. Magic is science. But it's really clones. Okay. And that's this movie. So here... But it's close. Here's the let's 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 rewind for a moment because I think your whole your whole idea about like the plot overshadowing the acting, I do think that that is true for a lot of it. But when you realize what Christian Bale is doing, I then go, oh no, just kidding. 
his performance is actually quite genius and i don't think he's being overshadowed i think his performance is essential to the plot working the way that it does because if he hadn't been so methodical and like emotionally closed off and like borderline stoic at times and to a point where you're like who the fuck are you as a person you wouldn't be tricked into realizing or you wouldn't be tricked into not knowing that he had a twin the whole time because otherwise you'd be like some something is not right here but you don't really realize that or you like know that something is coming but you don't really know what is coming exactly so i think that like the plot works because of his acting but if you're not paying attention it can feel overwhelming. Oh, you t- you tell me I'm not paying attention? No, I just mean Is like- Is that what's happening, Jessica? You trying to pull up? You yeah, trying to pull up? I think up? you fell asleep again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you fell asleep. You think I didn't you see- didn't watch the movie. You think I didn't see all those Hugh Jackmans underneath the stage in those vats? <laughs> Oh, it's so scary. It's genuinely very disturbing. That's that's the part of the movie where I'm like, the plot does kind of get away from it a little bit is the whole inclusion of like Tesla, of Nikola Tesla and his cloning machine. It, it, It does make it interesting because it does connect like science and magic, even though, I mean, technically we don't have this capability, so it's not real science. (laughs) it's fake science it's fake science it's It's movie science led by david bowie Uh, (laughs) who plays nikola tesla quite convincingly you should have seen the red flags from the beginning (laughs) there is no concrete science happening listen we're not going to explain the entire plot to you because there's a lot and you just need to go watch it or look it up dude there's Um, literally like people lose their fingers people lose their wives there's a knot but see this is the whole thing matt I'm ignoring you. Magic Magic is all about like not letting... Shut up. I'll end you. Do it. I'll come slap the arm that they boosted you in. Nor, nor please. Okay, like I was saying, here's the thing. Magic is, it's all about like the magician not allowing the audience to see anything until they allow them. So it's all about like the ultimate control. And that's what Christian Bale is doing with his entire performance. Like he is not, he is only letting you see what he wants you to see. And it might make you feel kind of confused and lost, but I think that that's the point. And I know that's the most annoying explanation for anything in a movie being like, you're confused. Well, that's the point of it. But I kind of think that is the point. And I think that's why he's good. Ah. and when you realize that he's playing two different people it's even better see that's that's the part where i get a little bit like on board with this movie (sighs) is i really do see and like looking back at a lot of the scenes in the movie i really do see where he is playing two different characters because he is uh, he obviously is playing two different well they clue they clue you into it when his wife is like i i can always tell on the days that you mean it and when you don't, and I'm just like, yeah, because on the days that you think he means it, it's when it's him and when it's not. It's, it's his twin. Fivel. Fivel? <laughs> From Fivel Goes West. An American tale. Fivel Goes West. Exactly. <laughs> it's either him or it's Fivel. <laughs> but it can't be both. But it can't be both. And yet it is, Monica. And yet, and yet it is. is. I don't even know what we're saying anymore. Dude, this is what this movie does to you. <laughs> this is, you know what? Parents, don't let your children see this movie. Well, okay. So, I, I mean, I think it's important to acknowledge that, like, the presti- his performance in The Prestige is considered one of his best roles. Oh, 100%. Which is why we chose it. And also yes. because you gave it the green light because you were like, oh, it's great. And I had never seen it. So, like I do think that it's easy to get wrapped up in this and being like, this is a Christopher Nolan like epic blah blah blah. This is not like a vehicle for actual art. But like I, I think I think the art in it is very sly mm-hmm. and very methodical. And like you you won't see it unless you're looking for it. Which it sounds corny when you get to like the message of the movie of like <laughs> you can't see any of it unless you're actually paying attention and <laughs> Carrie. She agrees, unless you're truly seeing, but it's true, I think. I genuinely, I think Christian Bale does something so unique in this movie where he, 
not to continuously sound cheesy about this movie. I mean, go for it. He has a lot of control yes. <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. And he has a chokehold on the audience. And on Hugh Jackman. And on Hugh Jackman. <laughs> um, and, you know, him and Hugh Jackman have incredible chemistry just because of the nature of the kind of film the film the, that they're doing, the rivalry, the hatred. Um, and I think Christian Bale, there's so much, like, fever in him. Right. There's so much fire and like there's this incendiary nature to everything that he does in this film he's always in a rush he's always worried he's always like trying to fix something he's always trying to get past something like there's a scene where he literally has like two of his fingers blown off and like two weeks later or something the fingers still look exactly the same and they should look better by now and his wife is like they should look better by now and he's like fuck i can't work because he's always trying to do the next thing. He's always trying to be a better magician. He's always trying to control each and every situation. Right. And in the moments where he can't, he still wants to appear like he can. It's true. The fingers, though, it's because his twin blew off his fin- his own fingers. So yep. they were fr- a fresh wound. Yeah. But yes, I do agree. With but you. yes. <laughs> What I'm There's trying so to say, many of those details that you go back and you're just like, "Whoa, was it him or was it the twin? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know." I just think Christian Bale in general is a steamy, steamy pile of magic and control and control. Genuinely, he does bring that to all of his other roles too, and it's especially rewarding when the character is also of that same mindset, which they Precisely. often are. Um, but yeah, this is an especially good example of that. So go watch the prestige. Go watch it. Go see some magic. Unless you don't like magic, like me, in which case you could you could live without. I mean, Monica movie. liked the movie. The I liked it though. You. I liked it though. It was good. <laughs> it was good. I'm gonna tell you about the next film. <gasps> the, the final, final film. film is the final film. Okay, the final film is. Vice came out in 2018, written and directed by our boy Adam McKay. The one and only. I love this man. He has a movie coming out soon. Yes. December. I'm excited to see it, even though it is about the end of the world, which I don't usually vibe with. Dude, I vibe with it so hard. I don't. Anyway, this movie. Governor George W. Bush of Texas, played by Sam Rockwell, picks Dick Cheney, played by Christian Bale, the CEO of Halliburton, to be his Republican running mate in the 2000 presidential election. You all remember. No stranger to politics. Cheney's impressive resume includes stints as White House Chief of Staff, House Minority Whip, and Defense Secretary. When Bush wins by a narrow margin, Cheney begins to use his newfound power to help reshape the country and the world. Holy crap, what a film. This movie is crazy. It's just... Like, it's crazy because of how good good he is in it and it's also crazy because it really does confirm so much of what i fear about government period not even just the american government but 100 and and corruption and just like a disregard for for a lot of humans and it's troubling <laughs> it really is it's 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 genuinely like bone chilling if you think about it too yeah. hard and too long um but obviously the number one thing we have to talk about in terms of this mm-hmm. performance for Christian Bale is his physique right yes so once again using his body as a vehicle for expression this man has put on many pounds many pounds in order to become dick cheney because he thickened his neck he thickened everything <laughs> everything has been thickened and it genuinely paid off because at the end i could not see christian bale in this man no no like and that's the thing like christian bale because at least partially because i know so little about like his personal life like he is a very a rather private celebrity like it is so easy to see him like chameleon into these roles. And even though he's done it time and time again, like this is not the first time that he went under like a big physical transformation to go into a role. Despite all of us knowing that it's Christian Bale, you're still just like so 
committed to so him because awe. of how he committed he is to the role physically mentally everything it's it's astounding it's crazy to see someone like christian bale who is genuinely known as having like an incredible body mm-hmm. um whether that like you know whatever you think of or whatever kind of body you think of when you think of Christian Bale is always right. like a superhero body. Right. A lot of it has to do with like what he looked like in American Psycho and then what he looked like in the Batman series. Batman. Batman. Um, I, seeing him in a role like this with this kind of body is incredibly jarring, mm-hmm. but I think it allowed him to slip into something a little more comfortable mm-hmm. for this specific role. Mm-hmm. Because again, you're talking about an Englishman, right? Someone from Wales playing a an inherently American man, yes, a an American character who also had a lot of influence on the American people and mm-hmm. the American government. So it's like really tricky here when you don't really understand or you didn't grow up in a, in American culture or don't understand like how the system really works or like. If, if you weren't around during that era, which, you know, most of us were and also weren't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can remember my parents talking about, like, George Bush right. and Dick Cheney, but I myself did not vote him in. No. <laughs> Nor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, my first presidential election was when the bad man came. <laughs> the bad man. <laughs> <laughs> not the bit man the, the bad, bad man, man. <laughs> uh and so but anyway all this to say it is so unbelievably impressive mm-hmm. that he was able to do the body work and the dialect work yeah. to be able to fully embody Dick Cheney yeah. in a way that seemed authentic and not like a cartoon character not like a not like the Alec Baldwin playing tr- Donald Trump kind of caricature character yeah on snl you know what i mean and when you add on to that it's not it's not like he's transforming himself to be dick cheney from like one five-year period he's transforming himself to be dick cheney over the course of 40 fucking years his basically his whole life exactly so he physically transforms to do this role where the that the role also requires the character to physically mentally everything transform over the course of decades it's just so much to take on and when you add on to that the fact that adam mckay incorporates a lot of improvisation into his scripts like the shit that that i was about to say patrick bateman the, (laughs) the shit that christian bale needs to know in order to successfully do that. Like he literally had to become Dick Cheney physically, mentally, emotionally, etc. Yeah. In order for this to be successful. And he did it because that's what he's so good at doing. He's so good at like full ass commitment. Full ass method. Like it, it's just insane. It's just crazy pants. I know. And then you watch him trans like you watch the character of dick cheney go through these like various character arcs and while you hate him you also really admire christian bale so you're weirdly on his side <laughs> which is the most troubling part of all this. it is the most troubling part of all this and i love this sounds insane but i love what christian bale does with his mouth in this movie oh yeah he does so much mouth acting in this he movie. talks out of the side of his out mouth. of the side of his mouth all the time all the time i can't even try and do a dick cheney i, voice. I couldn't even begin to do a dick cheney <laughs> voice but i love that he uses every little part of his body mm-hmm. to create this character that was a real man that was on the national stage that did dictate so much of what happened in our american government and for the american people and a lot of it was really negative yes <laughs> a lot of it changed the course of american history in a way that was really damaging and i think christian bale did something really special like you said where we are not on dick cheney's side by any means right because christian bale had such a tight grasp on this character and has such a 
such a connection to this character you can't help but feel moved by his performance yeah because it's quite a feat oh yeah and i mean he does have to be as truthful as possible which i think he succeeds at because i I imagine it wasn't lost on christian bale or adam mckay for that matter that a lot of people like our age would be seeing the movie when we're in our early 20s and we were alive when Dick Cheney was in office. But like you said, it's not like we knew very much about him, about the Bush presidency at the time. Like what we knew, if anything, was very shallow. It was very surface level. Most of it had to do with 9-11 and the Iraq war. Yep. Like we didn't know fucking anything about Dick Cheney himself. (laughs) Yeah. Like Dick Cheney who? The only time he came into my orbit is when he shot somebody on that hunting trip. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. What the fuck? (laughs) And so I don't think it was lost on Christian Bale and Adam McKay and the whole entire cast that like we would be watching this movie and getting information from it. Like I didn't know that much about the Bush presidency, not to this not as in depth as this until I watched this movie. And so like, while there is an element of satire and while they are like laughing at it to an extent, which Christian Bale does really well, I think he really embraces the humor of the role a lot because even Dick Cheney, I think realizes the black comedy of corruption and politics. Oh yeah. Because he's just like, this is delicious evil. Yes. (laughs) I, me, Dick Cheney have the power to control American politics brilliant brilliant i am black philip <laughs> thank you dost thou wish to live deliciously yes thou dost thou dost <laughs> so yeah but yeah i mean he he just like is so incredible and because he like cracks open this character from every point of view at a certain point it's like i'm not even reviewing christian bale i'm just reviewing dick cheney because they are the same in this movie they're one (laughs) like it's very hard to separate them when when talking about this or at least for me yeah yeah and i think the kind of the last thing that i want to say at least about specifically christian bale as dick cheney Mm -hmm. is he doesn't allow the extra pounds yeah or the makeup mm-hmm. or the prosthetics because he did use some right for this role he didn't allow any of that to get in the way of his acting oh no which is really really difficult as an actor sometimes you like over like you either try to overcompensate or you let like the flipper or the prosthetic or the extra pounds like do all the work and yeah. then you're like i'm safe like it's fine and he do- he never once dropped that ball. He never once allowed that to happen for one fucking second. Right. Um, because he's so focused and because he's so methodical with his acting in this movie specifically and in a lot of other movies. But as you said, he is Dick Cheney. Mm-hmm. So it was literally impossible for him to allow a prosthetic or makeup or the extra pounds to get in the way of him being Dick Cheney. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. The last thing I'll say is his chemistry with Amy Adams is like unbelievably unreal. I mean, this is their third movie together. Crazy. Which, by the way, I'm here for the Christian Bale, Amy Adams like pairing. Me too. Continue it, please. Love it so, so I much. I stand it. In this movie specifically, though, I love it because, you know, like on a very like surface level look at like the Bush presidency, you're just like, okay, Bush calls the shots and Cheney's the vice president. Then you watch this movie and you're like, okay, Dick Cheney's actually calling the shots and Bush George Bush president. Is, is president and kind of just there. Um, but then when you actually get to look at their home life between Dick and Lynn Cheney, Lynn is the one calling all of the shots. And that is the only time in Dick Cheney's life when he is not like, power hungry and in control is at home because Lynn Cheney has him like by the balls. Oh, a hundred percent. He's so submissive. It's, it's the only fantastic way. to watch. Oh, it's I so love good. seeing him switch between like white house, Dick Cheney to at home with Lynn Dick Cheney, where Amy Adams is just fucking calling the shots. It's incredible. Or she's the head bitch in charge. Yeah, she is. Or she's like, you know what, Dick, you know what? You're stupid. Here's the plan. You should really take to the president. <laughs> and he goes, yes, dear. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll um, take this up with uh, the president. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So good. <sighs> what an actor. Ah, Christian, you did us good. You really did. 
He really, really did. Dud? He really did. (laughs) It's late, guys. I'm sorry. No, he really does continue to like outperform himself, which I feel like might be part of his method. Like I genuinely like he's in a pissing it. contest with himself. Dude, I'm telling you, I think he's trying to get an even and strong stream with himself. <laughs> he's like better, faster, stronger. Yes. Well, he, yes. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> I feel like he's like the energizer bunny, but yeah. Welsh and on crack. <laughs> we don't know if he's actually on crack. Don't, don't sue us, Christian. Don't sue us, dog. <laughs> Just compared to the Energizer Bunny, it don't it's mean a fine. thing. It don't mean no thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm super excited for Christian for the rest of Christian Bale's career. Dude, God, what's what is he, he gonna do next? I don't know. Thor. Thor. What? Uh, oh, I do love Taika Waititi. I don't know how I feel about that. It's fine. Uh. Anything else that's not a <laughs> Marvel movie? I'm sorry. I have to take a moment to say. Marvel is all over, all over. Indeed. Everywhere. I'm sorry, but when are we going to get not Marvel movies? Can that happen at some point? I mean, I've been in this camp for a while. Are you kidding me? I said, if we're going to make them, could we make them better? (laughs) Or less, (laughs) or like less electric blue. Yeah, you know? could we, could they be shot like a real film and not like the or, way sorry, that they're it shot. is a real film, just not like from an artistic point of view. No, they're very commercially driven films. I don't like That's it. That's not to say that they don't have heart because they do. They do, sure, they really do. Absolutely, and I they're think bringing to life the stories that millions of people read as a child and fucking looked up to. I get it. I just hate the commercial i just don't enjoy the fact that it is in it is a bunch of ips from a friend like from a franchise yeah and i mean it would be studio that doesn't it doesn't stop well and it would be less annoying if it didn't have a fucking chokehold on the world i know but it does dude it's like there's a new marvel movie like every month it's crazy crazy it's it's like i'm starting to get a little worried it's a problem i mean it's partially because of john favreau maybe we need to (sighs) oust him maybe we need to change the podcast to john favreau is not Not my my daddy daddy. and then we just shit on marvel movies every episode dude that's we would get so many death threats we get too many death (laughs) threats all of the film bros that love marvel movies yeah they would all murder us listen i also i love me a good marvel movie i love iron man directed by john favreau that one was fun i like uh dr strange because benedict cumberbatch is in it i never saw i like him i also like rachel mcadams who's also in it okay uh and i like thor ragnarok directed by taika waititi okay so good 11 out of 10 um i could i could do without the rest of them though okay (laughs) we'll just snip those right out of there yeah uh anyway if it you know this is my open letter to disney um if you could stop, that'd be cool. Sometime soon, that'd be nice. They to, never will. You know, it's all about the cash, no, Monica. Like, just just <laughs> to keep the slots open for other for other films, right? For other you know more or- original films. Yeah, you know, I would agree. You can still make them, just not as frequently. Just like half of our listeners just unsubscribed. <sighs> it's not that I don't want them out here. It's that I don't think that there needs to be one every month. I mean, yeah, I would and agree I, with you. I don't think that there needs to be like a spinoff TV show of every single fucking IP that they have. Jesus Christ. I know. Oh my God. It's like they are making a TV show about the guy who shoots the arrows. Who is that? When did that happen? What's his name? Hawkman. Hawkman. Hawkeye. Hawk. Hawkeye. <laughs> Man, that was Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, but he was like a side character for so long, and then now he has his like IP. Like what? He has his own show. I don't know, man. What? I don't what? know. Also, wa- I mean, Wandavision was pretty good, I but like Wandavision, Wandavision, <laughs> and they let the guy from the Geffen direct it. <laughs> I'm so confused here. 
I'm so confused. <laughs> I love this. Oh my God. Uh, no one come for me. You know I'm right. <laughs> it's that they do it every month. It's not that they do it. It's not that they do it. It's that they constantly do it. They're constantly, yeah. they're opening our traps and just shoving it all in there. Shoving in media. I'm choking. <laughs> I mean, this is why I don't watch them. Jesus Amongst Christ. other reasons. I just don't like superheroes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Jessica's a problem with space and also superheroes. Well, space I'm afraid of. Superheroes, I just genuinely do not give a shit. You know, Shazam was a good movie. It was funny, but like the concept of invincibility is quite boring to me. Wow. And you know, Marvel, you, you kind of lose my suspense when you make a movie every fucking month. So I 100% know no one's going to die. And there's always a bigger threat. Like, there's always, and this I will never understand, is like, this is the, this is the end of the world. This is the end of the universe. And then they're like, mm, actually, nor, this is the end of the universe. Mm, actually, nor, it's these rocks that are like different colors that are the end of the universe. And also this man played by Joss Brolin, who is the end of the universe. Mm, actually, in a TV show spinoff of this, this exact concept, <laughs> nothing matters. None of it matters. And actually time rules everything. But actually there are like time gods, but actually those time gods aren't real. It's actually like just one guy. <laughs> Ah, uh, make it make sense. I can't. I physically cannot. Jesus Christ. Okay, that's been off anyway of our, off of the Marvel soap. Sorry, box. guys. That's okay. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was delicious. There's yeah. Monica, tell me what you've dabbled in. I was literally about to ask. Like, oh, okay. Well, do you want to rock paper scissors it? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. Uh, rock. Well, it's rock paper scissors shoot. shoot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, ready? I, I, yeah. Okay, ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. Okay, you go. Oh, I thought we were gonna. Do it's like just whoever whoever wins, like okay, picks. Fine, fine, fine. I guess. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. I okay, guess. go. Um, what have I dabbled in? Aaron and I went to the Academy Museum the other day. Yes, you did. Great fun. We had a date without you. Ha ha ha. Jesus Christ. We ate sandwiches. Well, I ate a sandwich. Hambone. <laughs> Hambone. <laughs> Um, and I saw some very cool things. Highly recommend if you're in the LA area going to the Academy Museum. Monica didn't like it that much, but um, I had quite a good time. Did I talk about this already? I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to talk about it again. It was not that I didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. It was, it, it met my expectations. Okay. It met, it completely met my expectations. Okay. Which was, it would be mostly screens. Yeah. Not as much stuff right uh and it would have like one film jerky offy thing which it did have it was called like the the music room or something then it was com it was like this <laughs> pitch black room where all you heard was the uh tones score. of the score of joker <sighs> and it was you it sat was bad. Dude, you literally sit in darkness on this on this tufted ottoman. I mean, what I was telling Aaron is that I hope they rotate those rooms out depending on who wins every year. Like who wins the Academy Award. It's like I hope whoever wins the next score, they'll put their score in there. Yeah, but the, it's so unpleasant. I mean, I hope they'll make it a different experience depending on what the score is. Yeah, like you sit on this tufted ottoman in, in the dark. No, you're not understanding this, guys complete pitch black darkness they literally have a sign well there's a red there's a red circular light in the room but it's like a dark <laughs> red and you can barely see anything truth <laughs> they literally have a sign outside of it that's like yo if you can't see in the dark please don't come in here <laughs> it's like bitch no one can see in the dark no one should be going in there this is true <laughs> uh anyway it met my expectations which which were like okay it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna have stuff it's gonna yeah screens lots of like lots of those like itunes behind the scenes like extras <laughs> those were all there there were definitely some areas that were kind of sparse like there was a whole room dedicated to the wizard of oz which i thought was dope but there was a single not even a wall it was like a like a a panel that had just the, a poster of the whiz on it, but no information and nothing else. And I was just like, nothing. 
Okay, so this is just the poster from the Wiz. It was That's cool. Tight. They had <laughs> they had a room completely dedicated to like all of like Spike Lee's crap, like oh, yeah. all of his that memorabilia. So cool. That was so very cool. fun. Very cool to see. Like I think he literally had like Jackie Robinson's jersey. Yeah. Oh, it was just that was a cool. Room. I think he had like Prince's guitar too, or something yeah. like that. Like he had a bunch of crap that was so so mesmerizing and like very like rare yeah a rare collector man i mean the highlight was me seeing the oscar that shrek won so jeez the the (laughs) the chokehold that shrek has on our generation (laughs) i hate it shrek is love shrek is life stop it literally stop it you're not allowed to mention that (laughs) do you know do you know how disturbing that video is i do know it is so (laughs) fucked up (laughs) absolutely not monica's so upset what did you dabble in uh let's see i dabbled in the fucking moderna booster vaccine she's mad about it i'm mad about it i'm good i got all my vaccines why'd you have to do that to me (laughs) i don't get it i don't get it i was shaking like a leaf Shaking. shaking like a leaf the good news is that I also dabbled in the Sephora sale. Oh, good. Uh, all my stuff should be getting here at some point this week. I hope so. Mine says it has shipped, but it's still processing. Who knows? So I'm like, that's cool. I don't know, man. As of late, I have like lost all faith in like like shipping. The mail. I mean, supply chain issues, man. Dude. It's real. I swear to God, like sometime in the near future, we're not going to be able to get anything. It's just going to be like mac and cheese and ham bone. I mean, it'll be like the beginning of the pandemic. Oh my God. It really will be like the beginning of the pandemic. Do you remember when like you couldn't get toilet paper? Yes. You know what? Maybe we should get toilet paper now. And become COVID hoarders all and over again. COVID hoarders all over again. The thing is, I never bought into it because I was like, oh, there will always be toilet paper. But then there wasn't. Well, I, the problem, I was, I was in the fucking mountains when like, covid scare happened dude i remember so i came back and the i thought i was just going normal grocery shopping and i was like i don't know what this covid thing is that everyone's talking about is and then fucking there's nothing in the grocery store yeah nightmarish ridiculous <laughs> i often think about the people who are like on silent retreats or like <laughs> wellness retreats or like right you know some kind of meditation retreat during covid like right when it hit Mm -hmm. so when they went into it the world was normal and then when they got out of it everything was in lockdown can you imagine no fuck (laughs) that this is why i don't go to wellness retreats (laughs) this is exactly why this is why that and watching nine perfect strangers oh my i'm never going to a wellness retreat (laughs) i don't want nicole kidman to fuck me over i kind of (laughs) do Nicole, mm. if you're listening, you could come fuck me over, girl. <laughs> and on that note, as always, don't, don't sue us, Daddy Fabro. Good night, Monica. Get Good some sleep, girl. Hi, girl. I will. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Spilling LaCroix all over the place. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry.